I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 239 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today you're not going to be hearing a new recording, but one that was released about three years ago. And it's with Nathan, who is, what shall we say, the, <laughs> the studio assistant to the legend that is background Bob. As you'll hear in this episode, background Bob came into the art world at the age of 12 and man what an impression he made immediately. He collaborated with hundreds of artists and from all around the world and raised thousands of pounds in the meantime. And although he had several exhibitions and a couple of books, this episode tells of where it all started. As you'll hear in the first few months of this episode, background Bob had a few life-limiting illnesses. But last week, background Bob said goodbye to us. And if you go over to social media and put his name in there, with a little hashtag in front, you'll see what he left behind. And that's a trail of inspiration and admiration from artists all around. And many of them mention how he had the biggest smile in the art world. So as a little nod to background Bob and his amazing family, I thought I'd re-release this episode. All the best, background Bob. Keep smiling, buddy. How nice the project is and how uplifting it is. He said, yeah. oh, you know, our town really needs it's, it. It's said, not you know, political. There's no ulterior motive. Um, no. There's no selfishness from artists trying to compete with anyone else. It's just no. a family, you know, with, with a, a, a lad who's, who's painting and, and loads of people getting involved. Yeah, it's hard not to love it, isn't it? <laughs> 
Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 86 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today, I'm introducing you to an artist that only started collaborating with other artists during lockdown. Nothing special, you might think. His name is Background Bob, aka Noah, and is a severely disabled young lad that just so happened to have made hundreds of new friends during lockdown. To keep Noah busy, his father, Nathan, contacted a couple of friends of his on the street art scene and asked if they'd create an artwork over the top of a painting that Noah had made on cardboard. Well, they agreed, and it just grew and grew and grew. So Noah and his family had to cap it at 250 collaborations. And so that we can all see these collaborations, Background Bob, his family and friends, have created an amazing book that you can order today. It's called Background Bob and His Amazing Friends. And all the money that's generated will be going to the local hospital that has always cared for Noah. So please, come with me and listen to this beautiful story, which was recorded over Zoom for social distancing reasons, about Background Bob. Uh, Background Bob is my my uh, 12-year-old son, Noah, who... Um is um, quite severely disabled. He has um, hydrocephalus epilepsy and cerebral palsy. Despite all that, is a uh, horrendously funny, smiley kid who has kind of uh, defied all the hospital rules and uh, becomes stronger and stronger each day as he gets older and older. And um, it's a complete joy to be around. He, um, the background Bob is a, a persona. All of, I know a lot of the the art guys especially the street art guys will work under a pseudonym name and um, so we decided to uh, do that as well also keeps a little bit of privacy for, for us kind of without his name being used too much but um yeah, but also uh, it just kind of uh, the name just sort of popped up to me quickly and um so then i quickly ran into my oldest son's bedroom reuben and uh, asked him to quickly set up an account because i didn't know how to do it <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it all just kind of spawned from there so just, I mean, we're recording at the moment. Um, so just tell us about the idea for Background Bob, how it come about and how it's grown. Yeah, uh, well, like everyone, I mean, uh, when lockdown first happened, I'm sure lots of parents were struggling with how they were going to entertain their children at home. And also, you know, as a parent, just the sheer dread of having to do that. <laughs> um, and and also he uh, is a... Noah's a boy who likes to be kept busy. He, he does require sort of 24-hour care. I mean, so someone has to be with him all the time. His, um, his fits kind of come and go, so, and you have to watch him a lot. So, so their interaction with him is constant. Yeah. And so uh, painting is something that he does as part of his school life. We try to keep the school day as normal as possible. And the school were very good with helping us with that. But painting is one of the things. and. Um, and actually, it spawns sort of from a, a semi-argument between me and my wife, where she was uh, she's a teacher working from home, 
and she had to go and do a Zoom call herself. And, um, and she said, can't you just, you know, just go and entertain him for half an hour? So um, we went out to the garage, got some paint. We uh, quickly sort of put some paint on some cardboard and it kept him busy for sort of half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, I think most of all, he likes sort of making the mess more than the painting sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, and just also, he, he really, really thrives off uh, interaction with people. Yeah. So, um, so we painted the cardboard and then uh, I just thought, I'm going to ask a few artists if they want to collaborate. I know quite a few on social media, I'm friends with a few. And, uh, you know, we hope that sort of people would kind of, you know, join in and entertain us. And um, by the end of the first day, I think we had sort of 45 artists had come forward and some wow. really sort of like, you know, prolific high profile artists as well, yeah. which is really nice. And, uh, and then, you know, like things do on social media, um, it snowballed. Snowball, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we certainly didn't expect it to snowball. I mean, uh, we were, you know, we were expecting maybe 10, 15 people to kind of, you know, entertain us as it were to kind of do it. But um by the end of the first day we knew we kind of uh, we'd sort of got something and then obviously as slowly as work started kind of coming back to us um we you know realized that social media again kind of helps so much to grow something yeah. because some of these artists have got such a massive audience who aren't our friends or, or aren't our contacts and uh, then more and more people got involved i mean initially we actually only painted eight backgrounds <laughs> and, uh, and we and I sort of kind of went that one's for him that one's for him that one's for him and I hoped that those eight would kind of join in <laughs> and then it just goes to show you how when you put something out of social media and take it out of your control it just takes yeah. on the life of its own doesn't it it did yeah and actually um, I mean it was it was really lovely but it was it was quite initially it was quite a a flippant you know half an hour kind of or a couple yeah. of days at the most project it was just going to happen you know and then we're going to quickly auction it off and it wasn't going to last yeah. very long and uh then we realized oh 45 you know he, he, he's not a um a prolific painter but yeah yeah by any means you know it's a, it is a process and also we we love the process to be engaging so kind of if if a background has three colors on He's chose those colours by eye gazing. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes we say, "Do you want purple, blue?" And you know, you've already got some red and orange on there. Then you want to choose purple, and you say to him, "Purple doesn't really work." <laughs> you know, and it gives you a, it gives you a look as if to say, "You know, I'm the artist." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sure, put purple on it, and uh, you know, and there's and and obviously there was there was days as well where he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, just threw the papers on the floor and just you know, so. Yeah, you can't. You definitely can't force him. That's for sure. There, you, you no. presumed you might get eight. By the end of the yeah. first day, you had forty-ish. How many yeah. have you ended with? Uh, we actually sent out two hundred and fifty, and we we capped it at two hundred and fifty because we were um, we we were aware that we kind of then wanted to maybe do something with the project, but we were also aware that we were kind of growing it so quickly that um it was making it unable to do something with it yeah. you know we yeah. kind of in the back of our mind thought you know if we have an exhibition of it you know we can't just have like 600 pieces but also uh we, we just sort of thought that as a number i mean initially we um we let it run and run and a few of our friends uh on social media were going you should just let it keep running just let yeah. it keep running you know grow, grow it to whoever wants to have a go of it 
and I, I probably have another further 300 messages on my phone of people who express an interest to kind of be involved and yeah. um you know lovely kind of uh, lovely people wanting to just do do something to do with the project and some of you know some of them were, were honest enough to say they're not artists but they just wanted to be involved yeah nice and um but uh, but we we sort of took some advice really i mean there was a, an early part of the project when um it was when the bbc website got involved that just blew the project up so much um, so many people came forward especially from overseas people because obviously the website goes worldwide yeah. And, uh, and then we that's when we realized that we'd sort of <laughs> created a bit of a monster and we had to just try and rein it in a little bit just for our yeah. own it was taking up so much time which uh, which was okay but um at the time i was still working so you know kind of coming home from work and then having to sort of you know do sort of three hours of admin <laughs> <laughs> and i suppose uh, on the flip side to all of that if it became too too much it'd no longer be fun for noah no exactly and we were very aware that we didn't want it to be like a you know like a production line of stuff yeah. i mean we at we stuck to that every time he painted um he painted no more than 20 at a time which yeah. normally sort of took about about an hour or so and then yeah, they're a4 size roughly aren't they yeah yeah and they've, and they've got like three colors on so kind of like you know we kind of two or three at least and we tried to sort of do it as a as a sort of a process so kind of you know he had some yellow to bits or a few bits and then he chose the next color and yeah. then he chose the next color what because do you do? um Paint large ones and then cut them down no no they <laughs> they were all actually originally when we first when we first started this i just went out to the garage and found some old they're actually these old nappy boxes <laughs> that we were getting ready to recycle so uh, is it recycled goods it, uh, it was getting rid of some of our rubbish out of our garage which yeah. early on everyone had lots of rubbish in their garage didn't they because uh, the dustbin men weren't coming around and uh, so and it, so that's how that started and it, um and then very quickly we realized i think after about the 45 people uh, we realized we'd actually didn't have any cardboard that, that, that was it was a weird thing to sort of think of, but we hadn't thought that we might. Yeah, not come. haven't thought that far ahead. No, we ran and we ran out of paint. You know, it was all things like this. Um, and then quickly, one of our friends who um, owns a company uh, down the road from us, um, I'll, I'll name check him because he'll like it, Miles Wilson from ML Panels. Um, he um, had loads of cardboard laying around, so he just said, just come and grab some. And he, he had great big sort of eight by four meet, uh, eight by four foot sheets of it. So. That was my process every night was to um, cut them all up ready and uh, and get get it all ready for the next stage as it were yeah and because obviously he wasn't at school and we had the whole day to kill finding an hour every day was actually quite easy to, yeah. to paint and um, and initially you know it's not something that he, he does on a on a daily basis at school yeah. but he, he really sort of um, expressed an interest in doing it you know kind yeah. of got really excited kind of getting all the paints out making a mess it all back and when uh, you started growing did you contemplate sellotape in a brush to each hand and foot and let it all together there was there was a bit where we did actually like you said thinking about actually just painting the whole sheet yeah and then kind of cutting it all up but again just little things like that caused like logistic problems kind of just getting in close enough to it all and yeah, of um, and, and and there was a little bit where we um i mean the, the white paint on the um on the pieces i did that on purpose there was two reasons for that it was uh, to 
to make his colours really pop a little bit, but also to have some sort of uh, unification in, in all of the pieces of work. So they, they all kind of have that same vibe. So here's, he's painted the background, hence background Bob. And yep. then you sent this the A4 piece of cardboard out to, as you said, around about 250 artists. Off yep. the top of your head, yeah. Um, could you name a few of those? Oh, I can, yes, I can. I, the worst thing is I've dealt with it so much. I can, I actually, can imagine. I can I imagine. Could probably name 200 of them and tell you all of their Instagram links. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to re-spell and re-spell them and write them down so many times. So yes, we've got um, we've got uh, my dog size is involved. Um, Pez, Carl uh, Griffith, um, Corp, uh, Noel. Uh, Ange Bell, Anna Schelberg, um, a Trust Icon, Penny. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I kind of. We, we were really, really surprised by um, a definitely how many people came forward, but also the um, the calibre of artists that came forward as well. There were some really nice names in there, that, and and. And, and you know we were very aware that kind of getting some of the uh, the big boys and girls involved um, yeah. would grow our project but initially it kind of actually wasn't even about that it was actually just about kind of having them involved yeah. and um, and social media is great for that because you know I, I have a, a thing with um, I like to engage with artists and, uh, and I tend to buy work off artists that are engaging yeah. um, I, it it's kind of it's kind of important for me to sort of find out a little bit about the person and who you're buying off and who you're supporting and um so the more engaging the artist is the the, uh, the more chance there is of, uh, of us buying stuff from them and, you've had uh, lots, yeah. of, lots of them engage recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think it, i think it's just uh, it's just quite nice i mean I, i've made an effort to uh, anyone who's not involved i've uh, visited their um, instagram and their facebook pages and um just tried to find out a bit more about them you know, art, art's a very um, faceless sort of society, and um, you know, there's a there's probably a, quite a few artists in the group that if they were sat next to me, I wouldn't know who they were because you, they never post their face yeah. for whatever reason. Some of it's just because they don't want to. I mean, some of it, I guess, because they're street artists, they yeah. definitely don't want you to see their face. I mean, I, I first saw of what you're doing via Heath Kane when Heath yeah. Kane posted something up, and I've you know, I've been friends with Heath for some time. And then just yeah. by chance, I was doing a podcast with um, Jacqueline de Montaigne in Portugal, and we started talking yeah. about you, and it turns out we'd sort of both got involved, which was great. It was really surreal, actually, because um, I heard about you through other people, and I was at work, and at work I quite like to listen to podcasts because it's quite easy, it can be on in the background. And the very first podcast I listened to was one with you and Jacqueline. And I didn't know, I obviously didn't know you were going to talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, I listened to the whole thing and I thought, oh, this is really lovely, you know, to find out a bit about the artist. And so it was actually really quite surreal to uh, listen to you both talking about it. It was also really, really, yeah, really, really lovely. And actually, you know, I packed up work after the podcast and ran and sort of drove home and then made my wife listen to it. <laughs> oh, super. I kept on saying, who is it? What is this? What's this about? And I kept on saying, just keep listening. And then she was like, oh, my God, they're talking about Excellent. it. He came as one of those uh, uh, other artists who... Um, who grew the project sort of quite early on. He was, uh, you know, he was really approachable, really lovely and um, really supportive of it all. And, uh, but actually I didn't realise that he actually doesn't really live that far away from me either. You know, 
yeah he's a, he, and, and also again you know it's a it's that engaging thing you know kind of he was he he didn't just sort of say yes to the project he kind of wanted to find out more and he was you know we had sort of like a half an hour sort of uh, ch chat about it and uh, you know and all those kind of things just make it a lot more personal it was yeah. um you know it was a nice way to to have sort of dealt with it all yeah. it is a little bit of christmas day Oh, I tell you what, it's what actually kept us going through because you know some of the days were long. You know, kind of having having him at home and entertaining him all day can feel like a long day, and having that kind of midday post turn up. Yeah, and I think I think we had about twenty days in a row where at least one turned up. There was a couple of days where ten turned up, and then there was one day it was a bank holiday Monday. And nothing turned up because it's Bank Holiday Monday. <laughs> You're standing and, at the curtain looking at yeah. Noel. <laughs> and we explained it to Noah that nothing's turning up today. And he, he just went, oh. like that. And I quickly took a photo of him and did a little post it <laughs> where I did just explained to him what a Bank Holiday Monday was. And yeah. I think we wrote something like, you know, Bank Holiday Mondays suck. <laughs> so, and, and it was only just open, it was lovely just opening them all up because. During lockdown, who cares about a bank holiday weekend? Every exactly. day was a bank holiday day. Yeah, yeah, you just lost days. So that kind of kept us going, being able to open up all of the uh, things every day, seeing who sent theirs back and who had it. Is there, is there any that Noah that his eyes lit up to more, you know, which, which he preferred? Yeah, there were some very bright ones. I mean, he, he and he also likes faces. I think he, um, I think he recognises it as a face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but most of it came from like our, our reactions to open it. His, his brother very kindly sat with him every day and opened up the, the, oh, the um, nice. post with him and sort of showed him them. And uh, and you know it, it's the it's the reactions and the interactions with us and the pieces of work. I mean, he definitely knows he's called background Bob now. If you say <laughs> you know if you say come on background Bob, I mean that's been his name for the last three months or so. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been lovely, and uh, you know it's been really um, enlightening for him. I think, and I think kind of you know. And then, it, and it good that you know you can sit there, twenty years, twenty five, thirty years from now, look back at your life, and yeah, this the, the darkest year in our lives, you know, has turned out to be yeah. the brightest. You know, yeah. That for us has been the um, the the overwhelming sort of factor of all of this is that yeah. you know we 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 sort of very early on became aware that we were forming like a really beautiful legacy of kind of whatever happens kind of later on in life with him and, and us and and all of these things that this has now happened yeah and and it's here to stay forever yeah. you know the kind of it's been it's been quite nicely and heavily documented in areas and you know when you Google it it's there. And it's it's just really nice that you know, kind of Ruben, my oldest, can kind of like show his family later on, yeah. and it's just always around now. Yeah. As a family thing, it's been really great. It's kind of a, has actually kind of brought everyone together. Um, yeah. You know, everyone's been excited. You know, and because it's all addressed to background Bob, you you, you know, we know what it is. The artworks that you've amassed, you've yeah. put into book form. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a bit about the book? Yeah, I mean the book actually um, was was n was never really a thought. It was something that um, that social media just kind of kept on prompting. It was um, various people said it, various friends of ours said it. There was a few times when we were sort of sat around, kind of uh, with a couple of friends around here, sort of when they when the rules were relaxed a little bit and we could see friends again. 
where we get the artwork out and sort of see it in person. And, and quite a few friends then said, oh, it looked really good as a book. So we said, let's get all the artwork out and just lay it all out on the floor and see what it looks like. And just see, and there's a there is a picture on Instagram of the work, and I think there's, there's probably only about eighty pieces then. So there's, I mean, it wouldn't even fit on my whole floor plan of my house at the moment now. All of it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But, um, and just it just looked amazing together. But also it was another way of um, people, more people kind of getting it, you know, kind of actually being able to, have a book, look through all the pieces of artwork, share the project a little bit more because, you know, our aim was to auction off all the pieces at some point, but obviously 220 people are just going to end up with a piece of work and, and that's it. This yeah. way, yeah. Um, you know, a few more it's, people... It's not can, left a mark enjoy. anywhere, is it, if you just do that? Yeah, and actually the book is... Um, <clears throat> as soon as it was mentioned, it was something that we got very, very excited about because uh, we like art books ourselves. You know, we've got quite a few on our, and uh, and it's a it's a nice personal way to get to know an artist, see their body of work, you know, and, and they're quite often done in a in a stylish kind of nice way, yeah. you know. So it was something that we we just thought, oh, it would be it'd be incredible. All very bright, you know. It's a nice story. It's an, you know, it's not just a nice story about a little disabled boy kind of having some paintings done. It's an, it's a nice story of kind of how you know people dealt with lockdown and um, and. You know, these incredible artists all kind of came forward to to get involved in a cause at a time where, you know, themselves were definitely probably out of work, or had all their work cancelled, all their shows were cancelled. I know all the street art festivals were all cancelled. Yeah. I'm definitely sure that commissions dried up because people were unsure about spare definitely. money to spend on arts. And, you know, and, you know, and, and they definitely weren't um, supported by the government at the time. Yeah. So... For me, it was um, it was another way of kind of you know getting some support out for them. It was another way of kind of getting some awareness out of them. Yeah. Uh, social media, you know, I mean, I don't know kind of like if it's ended up with anyone getting any commissions out of it, but I know from messages that I've had from people that it's definitely opened up their their artist appreciation world of other artists that they haven't heard of before. Yeah, well, when you when you posted my one up, I definitely had some dialogue from people that. Um, had seen it who I didn't know before. Yeah, and I think I like and I share, um, you know, more, the more and more I've understood it, Instagram and Facebook, you know, I like and I share kind of goes a long way. And, uh, you know, then, then artists and, and uh, people can start engaging with each other. You know, they, they get to then kind of scroll through all of their stuff and see what they're about, if yeah. they're interested and do some research. And, and if it leads to a commission, then then, then perfect. Yeah. So it's, um, 
How much is the book and, and where can people buy it? Uh, the book is uh, £15 plus uh, posting and packaging. Um, it is available on the charity website. I will give, I would give you the, uh, the, um, the link to it, but it's a, it's not a very easy to read link. It's not, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> well, we should, it's, it's not very catching. We should add, <laughs> the, sorry, well, I'll, I'll put this in somewhere else. Um, yeah. The proceeds to this book are going to a yeah. charity. What, what charity yeah. is that? Uh, they're going to a charity called Ipswich and Colchester Hospitals Charity, which uh, raise funds for uh, Ipswich and Colchester hospitals in our yeah. area. Um, our particular um, proceeds are going to the Colchester branch of the Children's Ward, where they've obviously looked after Noah so well. He's a uh, he's a bit of a regular there, and uh, and yeah. and nice and, and, and rightly so a bit of a star there as well. Yeah, um, good, you know. And I said he's a happy kid, and I kind of I think he, he's defied the odds medically a lot. Um, so I think you know he's a little success story at the hospital without any of this. Yeah, excellent. So and, and now you know, and and what's really nice is that there's there's nurses and doctors at that hospital who have treated him all these years, but now there's nurses and hospitals who are now following him on, him on yeah. Instagram and seeing <laughs> this huge story. Yeah, which you know, and and being on the news and being in the local newspapers yeah. and. Uh, so it's been really, you know, in that way, it's lovely to sort of give back in, in that kind of way. Yeah. And people can uh, trace the sale of your book from your Instagram page. You can. For my, it's the easiest way to do it. There's a, there's a link in the bio of, um, of his Instagram page, uh, at background underscore Bob. It's right at the top of the page there. Click on that. It also, then it will send you to the um, hospital charity site, which is selling the book on our behalf. It gives you a whole uh, little blurb about the story of how it started. So if you're yeah. very new to this still, you can still kind of get the uh, the gist of the story. And then there's a link. It's £15 plus £5 postage. And I think it's £15 plus £10 postage to any overseas anywhere in the world. Beautiful. And you have you was looking at securing an exhibition for these works as well. Has that yeah. happened yet? I can, I can reveal to you now that that, that has happened. Excellent. Uh, it's, uh, it's it was a lot bigger than we were anticipating. I mean, uh, we um, we very early, tongue in cheek, asked the gallery to um, to get involved. What gallery it was, was that? Uh, it's a gallery called First Sight in oh, Colchester. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a renowned place. Uh, they they get uh, a lot of traffic through there. They got put some good exhibitions. They also do a lot of um, charity work for uh, for children and stuff, and kind of. Um, you know, for, for the less fortunate kids and um, workshops and things. So it's uh, for us, it's our local gallery. It's somewhere where we go quite a lot. The last one we went to see was Andy Warhol. And the next time we go, it will be Noah. Excellent. So, which is uh, quite a surreal thought at the moment. It's a lovely big place. Uh, it's quite a new uh, gallery, newish anyway. And uh, it's a big open space. Noah loves the acoustics in there because it's because uh, it's so big. And, yeah, no. Uh, there's lots of space to move around. You know, it's, it's perfect for us. Yeah. We, have to, we have to sort of consider planning trips to places because yeah. not everywhere is wheelchair friendly and you know there's loads of great galleries especially if you go to sort of bristol and brighton and places yeah. like that that they're on three floors it's just you know not kind of accessible but yeah yeah so, so it's a great place for us how many artworks are you able to show there uh all of them okay so, excellent and, yes yeah, so and the aim is to kind of uh have a full kind of you know, full-on display of everything. Um, 
So, you know, I'm hopefully going to include some of the lovely letters and stuff that were kind of sent with some of the artwork that artists uh, sent along for Noah's own private collection, which is enormous now. Uh, and so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great little exhibition and that will start on the 24th of October and it will run all the way through till the 31st of January. So plenty of time to uh, plan your trip safely. All we ask is that if people are going just to uh, have a look on their website, abide by their COVID regulations and plan your trip safely. Excellent. I'd like to just sort of uh, um, give some give a few people some recognition. I mean, uh, street art has always kind of been um, been a thing for me like in the background obviously social media obviously helps a lot more because it made it more accessible so you can see more pictures you can yeah. uh, com you know converse with more artists and things but um, there's a few um, uh, street art events that uh, really really are fire for all of this um, and also it was something where we could take Noah along uh, one of those is um, Corp Fest, put on by one of the artists who um, joined in called Corp, uh, who's a Peterborough-based artist. Uh, every now, uh, every year, holds a, a little intimate kind of uh, art festival where he invites sort of ten to twenty or thirty artists into his huge studio, and it's a really laid-back event where you know there's a music on and kind of you just watch the artists all day. It runs over the whole weekend. That that definitely really our uh, love for street art introduced us to lots of artists, uh, made some great contacts through it all, and some great friends. Uh, and the other one is uh, Cheltenham Paint Festival, which um, I was lucky enough to go to a couple of years ago, and um, who uh, Andy Dice obviously runs that, um, along with Angela Parks at the time. That was a, a great place to to meet people, social network a little bit, and uh, you know, and just see some amazing artwork. It's a, such a run, a well-run, um, festival get some really big high profile names who do some stunning pieces of work and uh, that definitely opened the doors to to being able to approach and to ask people to kind of get involved in our project because we'd shared a beer and had a chat nice. um, whilst on those whilst I'm sort of uh, mentioning Angela Parks Angela Parks um, came forward as a to help us out being a project manager I've met her a few times mainly been at Court Fest and Children Paint Festival and uh, she's heavily involved in sort of managing artists. Um, so if there's any artists out there that need management in their life. Oh, there you go. Angela Parks on uh, uh, Articulate Sage. Um, without her, this project actually probably would still be a panicky idea. Um, she's, uh, she's very blood and very to the point, but very, very good at um, organizing stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> so, so she was, she was a massively fundamental in kind of where this project is now and how successful it's been. But also I'd like to thank uh, Tony Stiles for putting the book together. Um, Angela put us in contact with Tony and it's, it's strange how you instantly um, get a vibe of somebody that, that you definitely want them involved. Yeah. Um, and his uh, enthusiasm for wanting to be involved in producing this book um, was sold to us within the first 10 minutes of talking to him. Excellent. So, so what's been really lovely is that community feel of it all, but also everyone else's love of what we're doing has um, been immense, kind of, uh, you know, and heart, really heartwarming. It's, um, it's been really um, humbling at times. Yeah. I'd also like to just give Caroline Horn a photography shout out as well, as well because uh, she did all the photography for the book for free. Oh, um, wow. We, 
we know Caroline because she actually was our wedding photographer. So she's seen us at our best and our worst. <laughs> and uh, so it was lovely to have her involved uh, in doing it. Um, because was, uh, for us, it was another personal touch. Uh, yeah. She knew Noah, she took some lovely photos of Noah on our wedding day and I knew she would handle it correctly. Then it kind of just been, you know, paying someone to kind of come in and do it. Yeah. Um, last of all, though, I'd really just like to um, thank the artists. I think um, without any of them being involved, it would still be, um, it'd still be just paint on cardboard. And it was a massive thing for them to get involved for their, they grew our project you know their their social media interaction their willingness to come forward and get involved so early on and so eagerly um all the messages that we've had from them all the conversations that we've had from them and what and the lovely byproduct of all of this is that um you know we've had letters that from from artists who have been stuck in a rut and then this project came along and it got them out of their rut but yeah it nice. helped kind of with people's mental health issues because you know everyone was coping with lockdown in their own way yeah. you know and i imagine you know some of them were <clears throat> a bit down kind of you know having their whole year cancelled and um so that whole that whole again the whole community spirit of everyone kind of pulling together again it's just a uh, been over you know overemphasized all the time in our in the project and it's been it's been a uh, it's been kind of tearful at times um, I don't know if you saw it, but we, we um, one of the artists, uh, 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 Nicey, uh, Nathan Murdoch, he, um, he's a f another friend who I met through Corkfest, uh, uh, a prolific Peterborough artist and uh, muralist. Uh, he wanted to get involved and uh, we sent him some cardboard. He then quickly messaged me and just said, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't work this small. I'm used to sort of working you know, 20, <laughs> 20 metres at a time. <laughs> So I jokingly said to him, why don't I send you like an eight by four piece of cardboard? Nice. And he said, no, why, why don't I just do a piece on the wall? So we ended up sort of going over to Peterborough and he painted this, this huge mural of Noah on the wall, you know, in, in a really high profile place and uh, very surreal and, uh, and strange. When we first pulled up where we, where we parked, it was right in front of it. So we were looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. And then all of a sudden there was this like 12 foot high picture of him on the wall. Yeah literally can't yeah. see the wood for the tree yeah yeah and actually straight away both me and my missus we both started to uh to shed a tear it was yeah, such, course, such a strange thing and obviously uh obviously nathan hadn't seen us by that point so uh we kind of like composed ourselves and then walked around and said oh hi you know how you doing <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just nice knowing that that you know that piece of works out there it's uh it's just nice also what I've, the other thing i've liked about it is how people um how diverse the artwork was um, i really liked that you know initially because because our love is the street art world we've got the street artists kind of involved but you know art is art and uh, and it all kind of sort of spun off and various other artists started coming in we had embroiderers and we had fine artists we had printmakers and stuff coming we had a chef come forward and and do a piece and uh, and and so when we opened that up to everyone else that's when the project kind of kind of really grew and became really uh, interesting to see kind of what people wanted to do yeah. with it because the only i think the only rule we sent out was that you weren't allowed to swear yeah oh, yeah that's fair enough your piece again was another piece that um unfortunately your piece came in like we, some days we had two or three pieces turn up some days we had 10 pieces turn up yeah. and, and i was quite eagerly excited to sort of post them all out and actually what i maybe should have done is kind of 
just kind of slowed that down and just posted a couple of day uh, out a day and i posted yours out and um and then i you messaged me and said uh, did you read the back and i thought oh no i didn't <laughs> and then when we were at the back that was when i showed it to my wife and again we both had the, the tearful moment it was so uh, the thing is i i obviously researched you when you got involved and so i knew you were a conceptual artist so i knew yeah. that there'd be something more than just yeah. it just being a painting and and uh, your sentiment and your your the concept of your um picture was beautiful it was uh it was actually we, we both actually started crying oh, when we read your piece and uh and we've actually uh your piece the front and the back of yours will um, be in the exhibition because i think it's a lovely explanation of the picture i mean i mean as a piece of artwork i mean i totally loved it as it was without reading the back yeah good. But, uh, <laughs> i'm glad it, i'm glad it made a connection yeah it was lovely I mean, you know, there was lots of them that made a connection. I mean, we we hadn't actually thought people would um, would paint him. That was um, that was quite strange. Yeah. At first, you know, seeing pictures of him coming back, and uh, and they captured him so well. And there were some some really beautiful paintings of him. The, the one thing, one thing that we have discussed in real life is obviously at some point these will come up for sale, which will be next year. Now, that uh, I think there's five or six pictures that container an image of noah and um at some point we, we might not win any of those five in the auction yeah. and they're going to end up in someone else's house uh, yeah so there's a picture of, of our son in someone else's house the the, the the bit that we've really loved about this is um that especially during the the main lockdown period where it was probably more prolific than it was kind of to the tail end of the project um we, we sort of quite often discuss that, you know, we're in so many other people's houses right now. You know, someone sat there doing this, someone sat there talking to about their family. Even if they're not an artist, they're talking about it yeah. as a happy story when when things were really, um, you know, dark and unsure. And um, we really like that idea. It's so it, it's, it's all of the spin-off stuff which has made it um, made it so special. Brilliant. And when are they going on sale? Uh, I think we've agreed a date to go on sale for the 31st of January and they'll run for uh, a week, maybe 10 days. I think we've agreed a week but, um, and they'll all go on eBay. It tended, tended to be the common uh, way to, to, to make it to reach a, a, a big audience for everyone. Yeah, um, you know, and the, they have the got the charity out. feature on there as well, haven't they? On yeah. eBay, where you, I think you yeah. pay less fees, don't you? Or, or no yeah, fees even? I don't think you pay any fees as long as the funds go all the way to charity. So, um, and, and what's great about it is that, uh, you know, it's a platform that everyone's already got. I mean, it's a real shame that we can't uh, do some uh, an opening evening at the uh, gallery, but, you know, we, we, we're disappointed by things like that, but we're also very aware that this project probably wouldn't have got off the ground without all of these restrictions either. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like a, it's the two edges of the sword, you know, it, it probably wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had a lockdown. Yeah, I mean, and everyone's realised that, that things have had to change and, you know, yeah. we've got to rethink and redo things in a different way. Um, yeah, I mean, the gallery have agreed as well to, uh, to put all of the pieces on their uh, website as well as like an online um, gallery edition as well. Yeah. So if you can't get to it, you can still see the whole thing, which, yeah. uh, which I think is really nice because obviously we've got international um, artists that, uh, you know, too far for them to come and, and probably too unsafe anyway for them yeah. to come even if they wanted to so 
Yeah, the gallery um, setup is that uh, there is a lot of work involved in it. Yeah, and luckily, um, they're the old guy's got a really good team they've, they've offered us some real heavy support with it they understand that we're just a family and this isn't we're not dealing with people who've done this before we're not an yeah. organization or anything they've uh, they've really helped us but but it's still lots of work <laughs> lots of emails again which i don't you know do much of and it's it's like a, a slightly enclosed room so it'll all be in one area um and it looks it looks amazing kind of like where where it is and, um, and it's normally our favourite bit of the um, of the gallery. So there you go. It does just seem that the uh, the news just keeps on coming, which is really nice. We do have some more uh, news to uh, put out later, but um, I quite like drip feeding it. it keeps oh yeah, best one. <laughs> Excellent. I just I would like to just say one last thing to all of the people, everyone involved in this. Like I said from the beginning, it's been a completely community project, right down to uh, you know. Uh, a lady in the post office seeing me every day posting these things out offering to pay for them because oh, wow. she'd realized that i'd already put out 500 pounds worth of postage already uh you know Excellent. he's been stopped he's been stopped whilst out for a walk by a little young lad in the car who gave him 20 quid to put towards oh, the postage. Wow. just uh and you know friends family who have come forward and just uh Helped out in loads of ways, you know, financially, kind of emotionally, sometimes. <laughs> Any bit uh, of support, you know, welcome. Yeah, yeah, just you know, just to be able to do things like this, you know, kind of like someone, someone has to look after Noah whilst this is going on, you know, and things like that. We have to sort of tie in. It's not like we can just, uh, you know, drop everything to do something. So yeah. we have to kind of consider what we're doing all the time. Everyone has shown a lot of love for this. Uh, you know, right down to all of the followers that are following it, the lovely messages and conversations and chats that we've had with people but it's all been very beautiful it's been very heartwarming and uh, deeply humbling and um actually still can't really believe we're, we're where we are excellent well nathan good luck to you noah your family background bob and all the best for the 24th onwards maybe catch you at the gallery oh i'll, I'll definitely be there <laughs> yeah. i'll see you soon mate all right see you later see you later and there you have it, background Bob. Is that an inspirational story or what? So please, go over to background Bob's Instagram page, say hello, give him a like, a thumbs up, and if you're able, purchase yourself a copy of background Bob and his amazing friends. And if you happen to be in the Essex stroke Suffolk area, from the 24th of October to the 31st of January, pop along to the First Sight Gallery in Colchester and see each artwork for yourself. So all the very best to Background Bob for his amazing book and his excellent exhibition. Hats off to you, my friend. And like I say every week, on whichever platform you listen to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment. So if you could do that, that helps us to get noticed and anybody else looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening, and until next week, ta-da. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.